Hey guys, welcome to episode 197 of SwiftCast. This is Adam. Ashley. And Steph. And welcome back to everybody. We took a week off, but we are back now with another great episode. We hope that on our week off, you were able to go back and listen to some of our older episodes if you have missed any. On episode 196, we talked about a bunch of our favorites. So if you listen to 196, it could give you some great ideas to go back and listen to some older episodes that were some of our personal favorites. Yeah, that was really fun recording 196 where we got to look back at everything. Yeah, it's been a really fast four years doing the podcast. But don't worry, we don't plan on taking another break anytime soon, so we'll definitely still have an episode every week for you guys. No matter what Taylor's doing. Or not doing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And stay tuned for our main discussion later, in which we will be discussing the question, which of Taylor's songs that has not been a music video would you want to be made into a music video? We wanted to kick off this episode with a little discussion about One Republic. Of course, One Republic is headed by Ryan Tedder, who we talk about on the podcast quite a bit because of his relationship to Taylor. They work together often. He is a co-writer on a bunch of her songs. And his band and him, One Republic, released a statement this past week about what their plans are for the future. And it was really interesting. The short version is, is that they just got completely burned out by doing the normal album release and promotion and touring cycle. And he said he had been sick and he was tired. And so they just decided that they're going to stop doing what most artists do, which is promote, release a new album, tour, that type of stuff. And they're going to kind of do things on their own and release music when they want to release it. He said they might release a song tomorrow and then maybe in a month they'll release another song and it might sound completely different than the first song they released. And he said that some fans might like the first song and hate the second song or hate the first song and like the second song. So they're really branching out and I think it's going to work for him, and I'm looking forward to what they do. And he also said, which I've always wondered about this with Taylor, that part of the reason for this decision was by the time that an album comes out, a lot of those songs may have been written, you know, a year or two ago. And so while they're still great songs, by the time they're actually touring and performing them, those aren't necessarily the songs they're most emotionally connected to by that time. That's a good point, but as Taylor fans, we really rely on those songs in a way because a lot of times we don't know what's going on in her life, and she tells us what was going on in her life through her music. Which is why I don't really see her ever changing away from that cycle, but it just makes me wonder, like, for example, when it's 2017 and probably forever, she's going to still be performing Shake It Off if she really enjoys it or if she's very, very, very tired of it because it was such a different time in her life when she wrote it. Well, right. The same could be said about Love Story, but she was in high school when she wrote that. And during the 1989 tour, she said she wrote it 
when she had no idea what love even was. So it might feel odd to be performing that. And I think maybe Andrea once said that Taylor will be performing that song for the rest of her life. But I can imagine as an artist, it would maybe get tiring to play the same songs all the time or songs that when they were written, you were in a completely different place in your life. So One Republic did release the first song from this new style, and it's called No Vacancy. I don't know if you guys heard it yet. I have not yet. I have not either. It's definitely different. It's You can tell that it's them, but it's very, very different. And do you remember, did the statement say about touring that they'll just decide at some point in the future to go on tour for a couple months and then stop? Or how did that work? Well, they do have tour dates set up, which it sounds like that's not changing. They're going to be opening for U2 for some dates this summer. And then they also have a couple months of headlining shows set up. So I guess we'll have to see what they do after that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was hoping to see them on the headlining tour. Maybe I should make that more of a priority now. I would, just in case. Well, we'll see how that works out. I do have to say I hope Taylor doesn't do something like that because this has already been torturous enough without having an album at the same time with taylor we're kind of always in an all or nothing situation either we're gonna get the whole album or get nothing which i mean i guess we did get i don't want to live forever and better man and everything but it would kind of be exciting knowing that she could drop music at any time throughout the year versus if it's not coming out now it's going to be another year sort of thing True. I just think Taylor's albums, for me, are such a diary in a way. Yeah, that would definitely take away from that. Yeah, I don't think I would like that as much. I like to just put the whole album in my car and listen to it on repeat forever. But we do know she likes to keep us guessing, so I'm sure in some ways she will constantly be looking for ways to change the cycle. Right. And Ryan also mentioned that he had been writing and working with other artists, so it remains to be seen if he will be included on Taylor's album six. We will see. Yeah, every time he says that or Jack Antonoff says that, I'm so suspicious. (laughs) I just want to know. Well, now let's move into some of Taylor's older tweets and Tumblr posts, and there are some really, really funny ones this week. The first tweet is from April 20th, 2009. Note to self, when you have 1,000 unread emails, your account starts rejecting new ones. Good to know. Wow, I wonder how many she has now. And I feel like that makes sense from 2009 because in 2017, I feel like email inboxes are a lot bigger now and that wouldn't happen. That's a good point. That's never happened to me. On April 21st of 2010, Taylor tweeted, Forgot to close the drapes last night, so the sun came up this morning at 6am like, HEY, WAKE UP, in all caps. And I was like, no. Drapes equal closed. Our next one comes from April 27th, 2010. I'm pretty sure all of the woodland creatures of Hendersonville had a meeting and decided tonight they would all run out in front of my car. Thankfully, my cat-like reflexes and contact lenses Prevented any fatalities. (laughs) It's pretty funny. And the next one is from April 24th of 2013. Taylor said, Well said, Austin. 
she tagged Austin on Twitter, and it was a text conversation between them that she posted where she said, I just realized that every two months I began resenting the me I was two months ago and thinking she knew nothing about life. And he says back, I'm not a doctor, but it sounds like you might be in your early 20s. Sounds about right. That just makes me think of 22. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Though it had already been written by then, but I feel like it's very similar feeling. Our next one's from April 25th of 2015. And Taylor posted an Instagram video and she titled it Living with Roosters, a documentary. And this is a really funny video if you've never seen it. It is Taylor laying in bed and you can hear Meredith and Olivia meowing in the background. (laughs) And then she says, it's 6 a.m. So it seems like in April, Taylor often has trouble with the sun or her cats waking her up at 6 a.m. It's definitely one of my favorite videos that she's posted. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Our next one is a Tumblr post from April 27th, 2015, and it was a photo from Taylor's Glamour UK magazine photo shoot, and she wrote a caption, that moment when you're reaching back to try and unzip your dress to go to bed, but like you can't reach because you're alone in your apartment and cats can't help because they don't have hands. (laughs) That photo shoot had a lot of really good photos. On April 27th, Taylor posted, Baby, we're the new romantics, and it was a photo of her with all of the dancers, which was right before the 1989 tour started. Those were good times, right before we knew the tour was about to start. Yeah, and they were holed away in this secret rehearsal space, and everybody was just dying to know what was going on. Yeah, it's hard to believe that was two years ago. The next post is from the same day on April 27th of 2015. And this one's another funny video that she posted on Instagram with the caption, Important lessons from today. One, sheep are impossible to reason with. And two, sheep are rude. And this is a video from when she was doing the final rehearsals for the 1989 tour. And she's hanging out with some sheep and they're not answering her. And she has on a sweatshirt that says, I want to live on an island, which I think we all agree with that idea. As we've said many times, I think all of us miss her social media presence. Yeah, she's just funny. And even just to get a little glimpse into what she's doing is always interesting. Exactly. She's got to have some funny pictures or videos with Meredith and Olivia, but she really is just taking a complete break. Our next post is from April 29th, 2015. It was a photo of the Heim sisters, Lord, Soraya, Halston Sage, and Taylor. And the caption of it was simply, real love. That photo was great. Although everybody always asked, Taylor's sitting on the bike and Lord is sitting on the ground and she's holding her shoe. And people always wondered why Lord was holding her shoe. I kind of wonder, too. Hmm, That is a good question, and it's unanswered, right? Right. Even though Taylor was active on Tumblr then, I don't think she ever answered. Well, our last tweet is from May 5th, 2015, 
Taylor said, the 1989 World Tour has officially started. I love you, I love you, I love you. And this was, of course, after the first show, which was in Tokyo, when we all got no sleep. Two years ago. Wow. And that was rough, because we were up all night trying to figure out what was going on. I was so confused when I heard Enchanted was being played. It was a very confusing night. Probably was like four in the morning or something for me. And I thought I had to be dreaming. But hopefully one day there will be another tour. One day. Well, we have a few exciting things going on in the lives of Taylor's friends. And the first couple of items are actually from Haim, who I mentioned a minute ago regarding that picture. Yes, their first tweet was in all caps. And it said, we're playing SNL again. And then... They included the date, May 13th. So everybody should tune into that. should be great to see them back in action. It's been so long for them. Yeah, that should be a great episode. They are the musical guest, and the host is Melissa McCarthy, who is always hilarious. Haim also tweeted the next day, This is where we start, live in the studio. There's more to come, but this is it for right now. And it is a YouTube video of them performing a new song called Right Now. I really like the song. I am interested, though, to hear what the finished version sounds like. Right, because this is just like a kind of like a jam session or kind of like an unedited version of the song. It's not the final radio cut. I wonder if they'll have at least two songs on iTunes before the performance on SNL because Lord did. She made sure she had two new songs out before she played on SNL. Yeah. So probably I would guess that they will. And I like the fact that Haim, Lord and Ed, and I mean, I guess even Ryan Tutter also really took their time getting their new music exactly right. I feel like Taylor surrounds herself with people who are just so dedicated to their craft true and taylor's taking the time now too it's like it's a competition of who can spend the longest keeping people waiting for new music (laughs) and so the next tweet is also from haim and this was when they gave some more information they said our second album something to tell you is coming out july 7th 2017 10 years after our very first show at a clown museum (laughs) on july 7th 2007 I did not know that. I don't really know if I want to know what a clown museum is. (laughs) Our next tweet is from Haley Steinfeld, and she tweeted that Most Girls is out now, which is her new song, so you can check that out. Yeah, that feels like it's going to be a spring and summer hit on the radio. Starving was great, so this probably will also be a hit. On April 24th, Bleachers tweeted, coming to a city near you very, very soon. And it was a link to their tour dates. So they are going out on tour, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, they're playing all over, both some small shows on their own and a lot of big festivals. And I also wonder, because some of the festivals they're playing overlap with some of Lord's performances. So I was wondering if Lord and Jack are going to perform together soon. Oh, that would be cool. And I guess all of our squad tweets are all 
music related this week because the very last one is from Ellie Golding, Taylor's friend, who also dropped a surprise song this week, which is First Time featuring Kygo. So she tweeted that on April 28th, and it's also, I can see, being a huge summer hit. Cool. I have not heard this one yet. I'll have to go check it out. And she did say that we should expect an album from her by the end of this year, so I feel like this is just a random single collaboration and not necessarily from her album that she's working on, but definitely excited to see more. Well, we do have a couple of news items for you this week, a couple of smaller things, more milestones from Taylor's career. And Steph has the first one about You Belong With Me. Yes, as of April 17th, You Belong With Me was released eight years ago, which is just crazy to think about. And the song went to number two on Billboard's Hot 100, which was a really big deal because Taylor was solely in the country genre back then. It is six times platinum today, and it's Taylor's third best-selling song. And also one that, like Love Story, she will probably never be able to escape playing. True. Even though it was a secret song sometimes on the 1989 tour, she still played it very frequently. And another cool thing about You Belong With Me that happened this week, even though the song was released eight years ago, is that it was included on Billboard's list of the 100 greatest choruses of the 21st century. So that's a big deal. There are a lot of songs in the 21st century. It was number 20. I think it's one of those songs that even if you've never listened to it on purpose, somewhere in your head, you would know the chorus. True. But I think Shake It Off could just as easily be that. Yeah, I think one day it will be. Maybe in six more years when it's been out for eight years. Well, actually, almost. That's terrible. Five more years, almost. Right, because it's been out for just about three. Just about. In another milestone, Taylor has reached 22 million subscribers on her Vivo channel. And that makes her the third most subscribed to artist on all of YouTube and Vivo. The next piece of news was something really cool to see. Ed Sheeran was being honored in the Time Magazine 100 list. And so they have, for the people on this list, others who know them writing submissions to honor them. And Taylor, wherever she was writing this from, who knows, sent in a submission for Ed. And it was just a a pretty short little piece, so I'll read it. It says, As a young, precocious, redheaded boy growing up in Framlingham, Suffolk, Ed Sheeran decided he wanted to be a musician. He started writing songs and playing instruments like so many hopefuls do, but something very different happened that would set in motion one of the most impressive self-made careers in music. Whether by choice or an unconscious evolution, when he decided on his musical ambitions, Ed became less of a boy and more of a tank. He is protected by an impenetrable and ever-present armor of enthusiasm that has helped him endure any setback, letdown, or underestimation. His reaction to any idea that fails is to almost immediately come up with a new one. He's like a fighter who pops back up on his feet before you even notice he'd been knocked down. A few years ago, in a rare moment of admitting feeling defeated, Ed said to me, I'm never going to win a Grammy. Yes, you are, I said. You're going to sweep the whole thing one of these years. 
It was a few weeks later when he met me in a dance shoe store in London, where I was picking out rehearsal outfits and said, you have to hear this. It was a song he'd just finished called Thinking Out Loud, which went on to win Song of the Year at the Grammy Awards in 2016. Congratulations to my friend Ed for the legacy you've already built and the brilliant hook you probably just came up with five minutes ago. She certainly does have a way with words. That's awesome. She really does. I love it when Taylor writes things. For example, when she wrote in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I was going to say that. That was something so different and so refreshing. And this is cool because when Taylor was on the list, Ina Garden wrote an article for her. And now Ed's on it and Taylor's writing for him. And it's just short and concise, but so well written. And our final news item is back to Ed. And he was very, very vague in an interview when he was asked about Taylor. So here's a little clip for you of what he said. Is there music coming between you and her? Because I'd love to, I'd love that. I mean, eventually, we have spoken eventually again. Um, yeah. They, like, there's always been a plan too, but I've just brought out an album. Yeah. I believe she's working on one. I think it's, yeah, we're going to. Maybe. I'd love to see it, it, it No, definitely. Okay. Just not yeah. anytime soon. So to repeat what Ed said, he basically went, I believe she's working on one. Yeah, I'm going to definitely just not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was my interpretation of it. Yeah. And if you actually watch the video, I think that's the best thing. You need to f search for the video on Twitter or YouTube or something. Because the way he's glancing around and <laughs> he's like looking at the wall. <laughs> I feel bad for him because he probably isn't, I'm sure he isn't supposed to say anything. And he probably doesn't want to feel like he's lying. So he just has to be kind of vague. But I took it as a very good sign. I think Ed knows what's up. He does. He just can't say. He had to dance around it. That's all of the news for this week, and we will be right back with our main discussion. So for our main discussion, we wanted to ask you guys, and we're going to discuss our choices as well, for what song of Taylor's that has not been a music video would you want to be made into a music video? So what we're going to do is go album by album. So we've had five albums so far, and each of us, the hosts, will choose our song, and we'll talk about it a little bit. And then we had a bunch of submissions from you guys, the listeners, and we'll go into some of those as well. So starting out with the self-titled debut album, Taylor Swift, which song would you guys want to be made into a music video? My answer for the debut album is always Stay Beautiful. I think I used that when we were talking about underrated songs a couple weeks ago. But I just love that song. And I think she could have done something cool with the music video. I agree. And maybe I shouldn't get to have a tie, but I think it would be tied with Cold As You for me. That would be a great one. I could see Cold As You kind of being like a white horse sort of video. Maybe similar to that. I guess that's like when you really get into it, kind of why, you know, not every song is going to get a video because some songs are kind of similar in the subject matter. Right. And for me, I'm going to choose an interesting one. 
because of how I think the video could go, I'm going to choose Mary's song because I think you could take the video and do like a progression through life, especially because Taylor mentions all the different ages in the song. So that could be pretty cool. Yeah, that could kind of be like mine, except Mary's song would have a longer progression. Yes, because I don't remember exactly what age she mentions to start out with, but I remember at the end she goes, I'll be 87, you'll be 89. So when they're when they're old grandparents. Yeah, that would be cool. And it is funny today thinking about that specific lyric, 89, <laughs> on the debut album. She had no idea that she would later make an album called 1989. Or did she? <laughs> or did she? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, we didn't have too many submissions for the debut album from you guys, the listeners. I think people more tend to think about the more current songs. But a couple of the suggestions were mine, Mary's song. And then two others were The Outside and A Place in This World. Those also would have made good music videos. So next we'll move into Fearless. For Ashley and Adam, what song would you want to be made into a music video? This is kind of tough because looking at the list of songs from Fearless, I feel like a bunch of them already were music videos. Like more than normal almost. Yeah, looking at the list, I believe all of these have been made into music videos. Fearless, 15, Love Story, White Horse, You Belong With Me, Breathe, The Best Day, and Change. Yeah, that is a lot of videos. I would probably go with one of the bonus tracks. I think I would go with Jump Then Fall. Yeah, I always forget about those bonus tracks, but that is a good choice. Yeah, that makes it even tougher. Bonus track wise, I think of, I think Superstar could be a pretty cool video, just with her at a concert and hanging posters on her walls or something. But from the regular album, I would maybe go with You're Not Sorry. I think I would go with Forever and Always. And am I correct? And that was the last song that made it onto Fearless right at the very end. Right. Yeah, I think it could be a, a cool song or a cool video that goes along with the song. Well, the performance was great. She was throwing chairs off the stage. Exactly. I think it could be a, an exciting video, you know, where she's like angry because he said forever and always. And Well, and knowing Taylor, she could have it raining in the bedroom, since, especially <laughs> during that time. She loved that kind of stuff. So that would have been a cool video. I agree, definitely. Yeah, I might have to change mine to that now. She would have totally done that. She would have had just this huge rainstorm in her own bedroom. That would be cool, an indoor rainstorm. Well, and people who submitted answers to us also selected Forever and Always. That got the top choice for which song should be made into a video. Other people wanted Tell Me Why, Hey Steven, and a few would like to see a different video for Fearless. And as you know, Taylor made Fearless a tour video. So we got to see all the highlights of the Fearless tour in that music video. But I think that song does tell a good story that would have made for a good regular music video. Well, moving on to Speak Now, what are your guys' top choice? Hmm, it's rough. It's hard to pick for this one. 
I think I would go with Haunted, though, because when Speak Now was released and she did the Thanksgiving special when she was in Central Park and there was a little clip of her doing Haunted in this set that looked like it was a haunted house. And I always thought that was really cool. And I always thought that that would have made a great single, but it was never released as a single. And I think for a music video, she could have made it really creepy or even just expanded upon what she did for the Thanksgiving special. Yeah, I think it would have been very different from any video she's ever done. Yeah, and I would have picked the same song, Steph, because think about the Speak Now World Tour and that performance turned into a music video. It would have been really neat. Yeah, that performance was great. And I think it's underrated. It really is. Her banging on the bells and in the background, those dancers doing the aerobics up in the air and everything. And of course, the bell had a 13 on it. Didn't it have Roman numerals 13? Right, it did. And for that same tour, the balcony that she flew around on for Love Story had a 13 underneath it. Because I actually got to see it at the Country Music Hall of Fame once. Oh, cool. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How about you, Ashley? Which one would you pick? I think I would just have to agree and go with Haunted. Yeah, there are a lot of good songs, though, that would have made good music videos. I just always thought that would have been a great single. And as far as submissions on Twitter, there were quite a few for Enchanted, which obviously would be great. And there were also a few for Speak Now, as well as Haunted. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all about Enchanted. That's always been a fan favorite. It was almost the name of the album. And people have always really liked that song. And I think people remember probably the perfume fragrance videos where Taylor was in the huge, gorgeous dress. And there were several parts of the commercial. So in a way, it felt like we were getting snippets of a music video, but we never got a whole video. So it was kind of like a tease. Maybe that's why so many people want an Enchanted music video. But I think that probably would have been my second choice. And a few others were mentioned as well, as I sh- I'm sure we all would like for every song to have a video. People mentioned Innocent, Last Kiss, Dear John, Better Than Revenge, and Long Live. And if you haven't listened to episode 194, we actually had a bracket where we tried to narrow down Taylor's most underrated songs from every album down to one most underrated song, which ended up being Long Live. And I think that would have made a great music video. She could have done something really different and included the fans like she always does. Or she could have somehow included dragons. And that song, it just evokes so many images in your mind. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. Well, moving on to Red, our listeners certainly had one that they favored above all else. But let's start with you guys. Which song would you want to make into a music video? I mean, obviously all too well, of course. Of course. (laughs) I mean, that just goes without saying. Aside from that, I would have to say State of Grace. For me, number one would be All Too Well. And then it's really tough. State of Grace would be great. But I would also lean toward Holy Ground. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. She could incorporate drums into the video. Drums, right. And I was thinking just New York scenes. How about you, Adam? I think I would have picked the same one. I would pick Holy Ground. Not all too well? Well, I just skipped over all too well because everybody says all too well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have to say when Red was released, I desperately wanted all too well to be a single. I thought it should have won a million Grammys. I think we all did. But in a way, it's kind of nice that it's just this special song between Taylor and the fans. And that was really reinforced just in February during the Houston show. Taylor knows how much the fans love it. And in a way, it might have lost something if it had been a single with a music video. But you can't deny that she could have made an amazing music video for that. Because the song is a story beginning to end. Absolutely. And it has so much symbolism. And I could just see the well-known, and it's in the song multiple times, the scarf being a part of the video. and Yeah, do you ever just stop and think that All Too Well might just be the best song ever written in the world forever? Absolutely. It <laughs> like, is. Like, not even just of Taylor's. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that's it. Agreed. Lyrically, yeah. And doesn't Taylor have a 10-minute version of it somewhere to herself? She did say on an interview that she had written the song and it would have been 10 minutes because she wrote it on her own and when she realized it was going to be too long that's when she went to Liz Rose to ask for help. I don't think there's ever been confirmation that she recorded the 10 minute version. It could have just been that she had it all written out and knew it would have been 10 minutes long. Okay. Man, now it makes me think she should have just surprised the fans and played that old version in Houston. Wouldn't you love to see the original lyrics? Oh, absolutely. Every time we get to see even a snippet of original lyrics, like even just seeing 22's lyrics, I think, were in an exhibit and a couple of the words were different. It's just very interesting. Right. In 22, it has a bunch of stuff crossed out and changed. It's just interesting to look at her writing it and you can sort of think about her own thought process as she's crossing things out and changing stuff. And the listeners overwhelmingly said All Too Well would be their choice. And the other songs that got a high number of votes included Holy Ground, Starlight, Stay, 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 Sad, Beautiful, Tragic, State of Grace, and The Lucky One. And of course, we didn't even touch on a couple of the bonus tracks, including... Come Back, Be Here, and The Moment I Knew. Yes, some people thought those would have made for good music videos, and I agree. Sad videos, but still very good videos. Definitely. The Moment I Knew with a a birthday party scene and being so sad, that would be a, a great video, but very sad. Starlight comes up a lot, too. That came up on, I think, when we talked about underrated songs that we've been referencing a few times. And I think she could have made a great single for that. Again, with the perfume commercials, we did see that little snippet of her on the beach with all of the sparklers and you could hear starlight in the background. So I would imagine something like that. There obviously would have to be a boardwalk and a beach, but that could have been a fun video. So we're on Taylor's fifth album now, 1989. So for you, which 
song would you choose for a music video? I would have to go with Wonderland. Yes, the visuals in that would be great. That would be very neat. So you guys are tied on that. I almost was going to say I know places, but I feel like the music video for Out of the Woods covers a lot of how I envisioned I know places. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Sometimes when I would watch Out of the Woods, I would think, oh, wow, this really could be for I know places. So I think I would agree with you and and make this unanimous with Wonderland because I think she could have done so many interesting things with that. To have a whole Alice in Wonderland theme, that would have been pretty cool to see. I think another one that could have been really cool is Welcome to New York. They could have gotten a lot of New York City scenes and cool visuals with all the buildings there. And it talks about, you know, moving there and When they first brought their bags to the apartment, they could do, you know, like a moving in type scene and just her, you know, finally moving to the big city and getting established there. I also thought about Welcome to New York. And for me, I was thinking about when she was promoting 1989 and she was doing all these commercials in New York. And if you remember, she was in one shoot just walking down the street holding this huge bunch of red balloons. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I do, yeah. And I I just could see that being in this music video. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of surprising that they never did do a video, but I don't know. Maybe she just didn't want to take away from sort of having that as the backdrop of the tour. And she did have the whole tourism campaign, too. Very true. And I hate to say it, but I think if that song had been released as a single people would have criticized it because people already were criticizing it and comparing it to other songs that are about New York, which bothered me at the time and still does because they compare it to really classic songs like New York, New York and Empire State of Mind. So I feel like if it it had been a single, then I just would have been mad because people would have found a way to make it out to be a really bad song or something. I kind of agree, and people were, I know, also criticizing that Taylor didn't really understand what it's like to really be a New Yorker, you know, obviously because being a celebrity, which, sure, but also people need to stop just trying to find every reason to criticize. Exactly. She just wanted a good song talking about how happy she is to be there. But again, like you said, people just find anything to nitpick at. Well, among the listeners, I Know Places was a top pick for a music video, and Wonderland was a close second. Other people selected Clean, How You Get the Girl, and This Love. And then with fewer votes, but still some votes, all you had to do was stay, I Wish You Would, You Are In Love, and Welcome to New York. And I thought about Clean myself, but... I kind of have the same feeling about Clean as All Too Well. I'm glad it wasn't a single in a way because for me, the lyrics of that song are just masterful. And I feel like if it had gone to radio, people, again, I sound like a broken record here, but people would have found a way to say negative things about the song. And I kind of like that it's between Taylor and the fans. I think Clean will always be a really important song to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially given Taylor's speech every night on the 1989 tour before performing it. Yeah, we'll keep that one between Taylor and, and the fans for sure. Others that were popular but don't really fall under an album were Today Was a Fairy Tale, Beautiful Eyes, and Crazier, which obviously Today Was a Fairy Tale and Crazier are both from movies, and then Beautiful Eyes is from that LP, so mini album, but good choices still. Yeah, those were also would have been great. And I want to throw in one of my own, a uh, song that's been a favorite of mine, and that's Eyes Open, because that had a like a lyric music video, but not an actual video. Is that right? Right. It did. Yeah, Safe and Sound had its own music video, and then Eyes Open had a lyric video. So I think that would have been cool to make into a real video. Yeah, and Safe and Sound was so well done. And for me, I thought it was in line with the theme of the movie. So she could have done something just like the movie but hopefully it would have featured her. Because sometimes for music videos, for movies, it's only scenes from the movie. And that's why I liked Safe and Sound, because it was Taylor and the Civil Wars. So I would have wanted something similar for Eyes Open, but it probably would have been way more action-packed. She could have done some cool stuff with that. Well, we have a long list of people to thank for all of your submissions on Twitter. We got so many responses So in the future, be sure to be paying attention to our Twitter and respond to the questions that we put on there, and you might get a shout-out in a future episode. So thank you this week to Fade Into View, Crazy Forte, Swift AYSC, Swifty T. Paolo, Drew Fearless, Marty Tapa, Dream Swiftian, Mr. Wildfire Heart, Amace Ean Swifty, Haley Swifty 13, Swifty for Life 3, Black Swifty 13, Tori Swift 13, In Burning Red 13, Slayler Swift, Joey Swifty X 13, Fearless Whovian, Lift for Swift 13, Anita Ares, In Translation 13, Red 1989 Swifty, Snake Your Ash, Kaler 13, Casey Swifty 13, Jen Fearless 13, GJ James Dean, Long Live That Look, Speak Red Now, Slayler Swift 89, T Swifty, Blank Space, Swifty in 20, Starry Night, Tez Palmer 6, Dream Dianas, and Wig Flew Swift. That was a long list, but thank you all very much for your submissions. Yes, thank you. We really, really love fan participation. As mentioned, our Twitter is at SwiftCast13. And there are a bunch of ways that you can reach out to us. We are also SwiftCast13 on Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to email us, you can email us swiftcast13show at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, swiftcast13.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, and it will automatically download the latest episode when it's posted. Also, be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. We love that because it helps other fans like yourself find our show. Well, as we mentioned earlier, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of the start of the 1989 tour. So we'd love to hear from you guys about your 1989 tour experiences, maybe some throwback photos of when you went to the tour. 
we would, of course, love to see those. So send them to us. And like we did a couple of episodes ago with the Red Tour Top 13 Moments Countdown, in the near future, stay tuned because we are going to be doing that for the Fearless Tour, the Speak Now Tour, and the 1989 Tour as well. So those episodes are always really fun. Stay tuned for those. For now, for episode 197, this has been Adam. Ashley. And Steph. We will see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.